You're listening to the Bitcoin Takeover Podcast, the Bitcoin podcast for OGs and intermediaries. Make sure you subscribe, leave a comment, and like this episode. Also, read the new BTCT KVR magazine. This episode is sponsored by Wasabi Wallet, Crypto Steel, Shop in a Bit, and Sadodime. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening. Welcome to the Bitcoin Takeover Podcast. I am Vlad and next to me is the CEO and co-founder of Vexel and her name is Leia Petrashova. We are at the Satoshi Labs offices and Vexel is the youngest member of the Satoshi Labs family. If you know a little bit about the history of hardware wallets and maybe exchanges where you can buy Bitcoin in Europe or maybe secure element chips that are open source, then you know a little bit of, about Satoshi Labs. But right now they have this division which specializes in Vexel. And today Leah is here to tell us all about the Vexel. Hi Vlad, thanks for the invitation. You also have the most infectious laugh in all of Bitcoin. <laughs> Everyone who hears you from a distance knows that it's you. Yeah, I'm small, it's hard to spot me, but you can always hear me. We can always hear you. <laughs> So what is Vexel? Um, well, Vexel is a mobile app. So it's the first mobile app uh, or the first company uh, under Satoshi Labs. Okay, I will re re rephrase this. So Vexel is a um, mobile app that allows you to buy and sell Bitcoin as it was intended. That means peer-to-peer -peer and without KYC, without going through a third, third, third party like financial institution. Okay, I remember the first time when we spoke about it, and it was about a year ago. You came to me, you were very excited, and you told me, we have this Tinder, which helps you buy Bitcoin. Yes, uh, it's actually, we used to joke uh, that it's a Tinder for Bitcoiners. That's, uh, that's actually uh, quite accurate, uh, with one difference. On Vexel, you can meet only the people from your social circle. That means you're meeting with people or you're connecting with people who are your contacts or contacts of their contacts. So it's actually much safer than uh, meeting someone just randomly, uh, like it is on Tinder. Also, I guess Tinder takes your location, ask access to your GPS data. I don't think Vexel does that. You pick the location yourself, right? It's very important to very important to say. Uh, we don't store, uh, nor we don't collect any user data. We don't know anything about what, is about what is actually happening in the app. That's what I like about it and that's what intrigues me because there are other peer-to-peer -peer exchanges on the market. You have everything from Huddle Huddle to BISC, RoboSat, Speech, and they seem to cater to the same purpose of trying to buy Bitcoin peer-to-peer. -peer. 
What do you think makes Vexel special? There, well, I think all of the all of the solutions you just named they have their spot in the space for sure, but uh, all of them come with a certain set of drawbacks. And uh, if I should be concrete, uh, among these, I consider three to be the most complicated ones or more, the most tricky ones. And uh, this being global order book, then the reputation model, and then uh, usability. Let me explain. So when it comes to order book, all of them would connect you virtually to anyone in the world, which is very problematic. You don't want this because you cannot verify the counterparty um, of the trade. There is no way how to verify who you're trading with. And um, it's directly connected to the reputation. So what do I mean by that, uh, why it's problematic? Um, you uh, usually settle, settle the trade via wire transfer. And uh, you can never know who are you connected with with, uh, via this wire transfer too. And uh, you can never know who are you sending to or receiving from money, uh, money in the form of like that wire transfer. This is a link that you cannot, you cannot hide ever. And if you trade it with someone who is, for example, prosecuted in a country that uh, has a very strict legal system or is on a sanction list or whatever, you are forever flagged across the whole financial system with this kind of counterparty. So you can never know where did this person uh, gain their funds from, no matter if it's Bitcoin or, or it's fiat. Uh, and you can be very unpleasantly influenced by this choice of like connecting, uh, linking your, linking your uh, trade to this, to this uh, person. So there's one problem uh, to like to make it more, um, to, to put it shortly. Uh, another problem is that global order book and the, uh, that is connected to the global order book is the reputation model. And that means, well, all these platforms you name, they have some kind of synthetic reputation. What, uh, what do I mean? We can uh, actually compare it to restaurants and uh, ratings of restaurants. So if a restaurant have uh, 5,000 good reviews, it doesn't mean it's a good, good restaurant for you because it doesn't say much. It can be a good vegetarian restaurant and you eat only meat or it can be good bakery and you're gluten intolerant. And uh, all of these, rep so this is one part, it's not personalized. This reputation model is not personalized for you. It's very synthetic. So that's one problem of the reputation. Second part of the reputation is that uh, just because you had uh, 5,000 good trades doesn't mean that the 5,000, the uh, 5,000, the first one won't be the bad one or that you are not dealing with uh, agent provocator, for example. Uh, so you, you cannot know. You because there is no way also, how to verify. I guess you can't know if it wasn't the same person creating 5,000 accounts and giving themselves good ratings. And that's the per third part I was just going to say Say that. Uh, it's, very easy, uh, it's very easy to manipulate this kind of uh, reputation. Well, very easy. It's not that easy, but it is. 
easy compared to uh, reputation model that uh, that Vexel incorporates, and that's a real world reputation. As, as I suppose we will speak about it in a bit. So uh, these are the global order book and reputation are the two major drawbacks, and the third one is the usability. And um, well, I mean, imagine your aunt needs to buy Bitcoin, wants to buy Bitcoin. Like we just send her to BISC, like nothing against BISC, but if, if a product needs two-hour tutorial, it's not a good product. So usability is a major issue of this platform, all of these. Also, you don't want to send her to Coinbase or Binance either. No, of course. You want to give her a good experience. I think if I ask my aunt or something, she would look for how to buy Bitcoin on Google and she would go to the first exchange. And that's another conversation that's worth having because I, I think that, for example, BISC makes you buy Bitcoin or sell Bitcoin using the banking system, whereas Vexel is about meeting someone to exchange Bitcoin for cash. I mean, it's your choice if you want that money to be sent to your bank account. But I, I think, or maybe I'm mistaken, but this is mostly about Bitcoin and cash and meeting people in person. Uh, Vexel itself basically serves more like a social network. Uh, what we do, uh, we basically solve a discovery problem. We suppose that in your in your social circle, there are probably people who either want to buy or sell Bitcoin. You just never meet. And uh, basically, what we what we try to manage is actually connecting these people. And then we don't know what's happening and how do they trade if they trade and or how often nothing nothing of this we don't really know but uh, um, we actually encourage them to use cash uh, and meet in person and to exchange in cash just because we really don't want uh, them to well create this link in the banking uh, in the banking system and like in the other institutions Wasabi Wallet is unfairly private. It's the most advanced and most used Bitcoin privacy wallet with half a million downloads across Windows, Mac OS, and Linux, as well as thousands of fresh new Bitcoins getting mixed every month. Wasabi makes use of the new generation Wabi Sabi engine to create mega coin joins, thus mixing your Bitcoins with those of hundreds of other users. For amounts lower than 0.01 BTC and remixes, you pay no coordination fee. Even if you don't use CoinJoins, Wasabi Wallet has a native Tor integration and downloads block filters to help you keep your network level and public key privacy. Download Wasabi Wallet for free today at wasabiwallet.io and experience the future of Bitcoin privacy. Yeah, that makes sense. You mentioned something about storing no data, but I know that when you sign up to Vexel, you have to provide your phone number and also you have to give access to the application to your contacts list so that you can find maybe mutual contacts from some other people who signed up. The algorithm matches you with maybe someone you might know who's buying or selling from amongst your contacts. Contacts, not context. And I was wondering, how does this work? While you have no data, but on the other hand, you, requ you require data. 
All right, so maybe uh, let's start from the very beginning and let me describe uh, describe how Vexel looks like, how it works when you're onboarding. So um, how it looks for you as a user. So you go through an onboarding, you sign up with a phone number. We don't verify whose this phone number is. We do it as a basically a... Just to verify that there is a real person, there is no bot, for example. So uh, you sign up with the phone number, and that is uh, a part of your identity. And uh, uh, in a way, I will describe it a bit later. So you use the phone number, and then you upload your phone contacts, like contact list. And then we take you to a marketplace full of offers, and these offers are anonymized. You can never know who, who are you actually dealing with, but you know how many common contacts you have and who these people are. So you know what kind of social circle you're moving within, which is very important. It's important for the reputation model. And uh, so if you zoom out, if you zoom out, we what we really do, we bring your real world reputation into the app, which is like extremely extremely unique from my perspective that's something i don't i don't i don't know an app that would manage to do this so and uh, how does it work you connect uh, via an offer you post an offer or you find it on the marketplace you find an offer that you like you see that uh, most of the people are actually from you connect via an offer and you see uh, the common context and who these people are. And uh, you might not know who you're dealing with, but uh, you see that, oh, these are people from the high school, so maybe you're dealing, most, most probably you're dealing with someone from your high school, and you know what, what kind of social circle you're kind of moving within. And then if, uh, when you request the offer and the other party accepts it, we take you to an end-to-end -end encrypted chat. And in this chat, you can actually reveal the identity of the counterparty. Uh, and important to say, it's always revealed symmetrically. So that means if I reveal my identity at the same time, your identity will be revealed. And if you are still hesitant about the identity of the counterparty, because, because it can be the friend of a friend, it's like you can just pick up the phone and ask about the credibility of the counterparty that particular common friend you picked. And uh, so this, this basically mimics the real world, how it really, really looks like, how it works in... Um, in uh, in the Bitcoin trades or like even even in Tinder, you know, when you connect with someone and you see that on Facebook or Instagram we have common common people and so on. No, just that that was an old version of Tinder. I guess you haven't used it in years. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I don't have to anymore. <laughs> but uh, if you if you see if you see like some common interest and so on, you are trying to find more about that person if you are hesitant. And this is exactly what you can do uh, with uh, you know, with Vexel. And uh, why is it important? If you zoom out one step, even one step more, uh, if you look at it, Vexel is Vexel is not an exchange. Vexel is a social network. And uh, when you are launching a social network, this is an extremely hard hard task to launch a new one, and uh, it's even harder to scale one. So. What you want to do when you want to launch such social network? You want to build on the top of already existing social network. And uh, while well, we were actually thinking a lot about like which one to use, but phone numbers are genius. And why are they genius? First off, everyone has one. Everyone has one. It's like it's used everywhere in the world, from the south to north, from the east to west. It's very old. 
you usually have phone numbers of people that you have some connection with. So you can at least say something about that person. You don't give your phone number to randoms. So that's important. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Everyone uses uses them and everyone will, everyone will be using them. And uh, um, uh, actually, what uh, what uh, is, uh, from my perspective, the most important as- aspect, the middle contact doesn't have to be on Bexel. So we can match you with contacts and contacts of the contacts and uh, the common people don't have to be on Bexel. And we would not be able to do this with any kind of other identifier. Yeah, it reminds me a bit of what's happening with Facebook Marketplace. They have a similar approach where someone posts a listing and you can see that you're part of that group and you see that listing. And before you actually contact or meet the seller, you see how many friends you have in common and you can see who's the friend and you can basically refer to them when you want to figure out if you want to deal with them or not. But now that we established that Vexel does not collect user data, how do you guys make money? <laughs> we don't, uh, and we, we, we want Vexel as it is. It will stay free. Uh, we, um, it's basically a gift from Satoshi Labs to the whole community. We just really lacked the way how to get Bitcoin as it was intended. I mean, like, I, I cannot emphasize this enough. You like Bitcoin, which is really peer to peer without going through a financial institution. Um, and we really like this in the space. And as, as I said, there are solutions, but they have drawbacks and we wanted to miti- mitigate this. So, well, it's uh, basically a gift from Satoshi Labs Holding and uh, it will uh, stay for free. It's open source project that is basically donation based. Okay. I mean... I can understand that it works now, but do you think in a few years it's going to be sustainable if Vexel grows a lot and you're going to need to hire more people? Or do, do you see that Vexel is a finished project and once you deploy this software, you don't need to maintain it over time? Oh, I wish it was like that, but now we have so many so many things we want to do in, in the pipeline. Um, for sure, uh, well... For sure, Vexel is not a finished project. I like to look at it that it's just beginning. Um, and, uh, well, future future will, will show. I hope, I hope that we will be able to maintain it without, uh, without any kind of monetization model. But it's absolutely, like, not on our roadmap by any means uh, implementing anything that would monetize Vexel. We want to... It's, it's, it's not even a topic. So you're not making any money, which means that there are no fees that you're collecting from the Bitcoin peer-to-peer trades. The thing is, we really don't know what is being sold and what is happening on the marketplace. So this means Vexel is basically a messaging app. It is messaging app slash advertisement service because you come to a marketplace, to, to a marketplace where you post an offer and that uh, people in your uh, people... Uh, who are your contacts and contacts of their contacts can see and you can connect uh, connect uh, via this offer with them. So yeah, it is a messaging app slash advertisement service, but uh, we don't do any escrow. We don't touch your Bitcoin. We don't touch your fiat. We have nothing to do with any of these. 
It's uh, totally up to the users. Uh, how do they settle the deal and if they settle it? And we don't have, uh, we don't, uh, we don't basically get anything from from the from the trade. No, I, I think this is special about Vexel because you're not a company in and of itself. You're a sibling company of a larger company that's very profitable right now. I think Trezor had its best year according to the interview which I did I did with Mathieu Jacques. And it's interesting that you have this project which is not meant to be for profit. It's meant to serve the community and it competes with other projects that put themselves at risk trying to build a monetization model as I guess it's easy to kick BISC is obviously not in app stores, but if it was in app stores, they would kick it out of, for example, the Apple app store because Apple wants 30% of, or more, I'm not sure how much it is, of everything that's being made and is financial. So I think you guys are in a pretty good position with this censorship resistance as you can claim, oh, it's just a messaging platform and something for posting ads. Well, this is this is actually it's interesting that you're bringing it up because we were kicked out of App Store, uh, the Apple App Store recently. Really? Yes, um, with the reasoning that using cash is reckless. Uh, reckless. Yes, yes. So that was the reason why they kicked the, kicked us out. And uh, well, of course, we appealed to the board of reviewers, but I don't think that uh, this will by any means help us. I would not expect it, but I, I I believe that this problem has an engineering solution, either in the form of PWA app or... Um, What's PWA? It's progressive web app, and basically you can imagine it um, as um, a web page that basically acts as, a, as an app. You cannot really uh, see the difference. So that's one engineering engineering solution that's kind of on the table. Second one, um, well, we were actually ex expecting some kind of hostility from the institutions. We didn't expect that hostility from a corporation that has been once a proponent of privacy and security, uh, that's for sure, but it came. What is interesting, um, it's a kind of... Um, a paradox because uh, European Union in the end of the day is kind of helping us because, well, uh, they ordered Apple to allow sideloading. So that might be another solution how to actually able enable the users uh, to get Vexel in the, uh, from the, some kind of unofficial app store. Uh, right now, Vexel is still available, but it's available via test flight. So if you go to vexel.it slash download, you can get uh, Vexel you know, both from Android. With Android, we had no problem so far, uh, but uh, we, we will basically guide you through the installation via test flight. So it is not that user-friendly, of course. CryptoSeal is the original Bitcoin cold storage backup, and it's been innovating self-custody since 2013. Designed and manufactured in Europe from the finest and most resistant stainless steel, the CryptoSeal cassette and the CryptoSeal capsule are industry standards. These cold storage devices are made to resist house fires, extreme floods, and physical shocks. You can also use CryptoSeal to store your important passwords, BIP39 passphrase, or Noster Private 
BitKeys. Buy your crypto steal today from CryptoSteal.com and use promo code BTCTKVR to get a 10% discount. CryptoSteal, secure your Bitcoin like an OG. Right now we are at Satoshi Labs and you can see the logo behind us. And these guys are mostly known for building open source stuff. Is Vexel also open source? Can you verify that it does what you say it does? And can you verify that it doesn't collect data? Of course. Even server is open site. Oh, oh sorry, it's open source. Just go to our GitHub, Vexelit. And uh, Vexelit. Vexel.it. No, Vexelit altogether. And uh, you can see, you can see all, everything. So yeah, it's truly open source. <laughs> That's impressive. So you're saying that there are no fees, there are, there's no data that's being collected. It's open source. There's no plan to monetize it. It's just something that's built to serve the community. But where is this available right now? In which territories do people use it? Uh, so we launched it as an MVP in the Czech and Slovak market, and we it was uh, available geolocked in the in the stores. Uh, for nine months, and we launched it globally on BTC Prague. So right now, anyone can download Vexel um, from like from basically anywhere in the world. The only limitation is the USA for various reasons, and uh, but it's uh, of course it's tricky um, because as I explained, Vexel is not global; it's local, which is not a bug; it's a feature, but it's hard to scale. So most of the users are obviously from the Czech and Slovak market. And uh, then we have like isolated installations like from Africa, Indonesia, India, and so on. Uh, but uh, we see already, or I, we are already identifying other markets where Wexel is taking off. And it's uh, mostly Germany, uh, Austria, Switzerland, UK, and um, Italy. And um, it feels like the very early days of Wexel when we were launch launching it here in Czech Republic, because it's like gradual scaling. So people organize small meetups and they install Vexel, they connect via the app, and then they, uh, some friends of their friends hear about the Vexel, and then like so the social network is like slowly scaling. And these, these five markets are the the most vibrant ones, aside of Czech and Slovak, one. So I think we established what Vexel is, how it works, what it doesn't do, and might be dangerous. And we also established where you can use it. But you mentioned that there are some additions that you want to make to the software and it's not complete. What is next to, for Vexel? What is on the roadmap? So usability is its core. Since the very beginning, we, I, look, I really take pride in how usable the app is because given how secure it is and uh, given how smart is the architecture and everything is like end-to-end -end encrypted. It's like the app just looks great and everyone gets it. You know, it's the, it's just like, it's, it's a llama proof. <laughs> and um, I'm really excited that we managed this. So, and we continue this journey. So usability is like, we are constantly improving usability and adding new features uh, uh, on the front end. So um, I can I can maybe mention that now we are working on trade calculator, which is something like uh, th there are many of the users that actually use Vexel 
as like as their sidekick. So basically what they do, they use fees or discount and uh, to, to offer, uh, to put offers on the, on the marketplace, either they're selling or buying. And uh, so they, and at the same time, they hedge themselves long or short uh, on like various other services. So, and, and in this way, they're able to provide liquidity even when everyone is selling, they're buying. And when everyone is buying, they're selling. So they go against the mainstream. And uh, with fees or discounts, this is how they, they earn money. Uh, so this is another, uh, so and for this group of people, these proxy merchants or liquidity providers, is absolutely crucial to have a tool that would be very easy for them to calculate the amount of, of, of the trade. So this is one one thing we are currently working on. I'm very excited about because it's again so user friendly that everyone can do it. Uh, so I hope we will motivate more users to actually try this liquidity providing and even earning more money on it. Second thing is uh, better work with map. So basically if you imagine uh, um, like if you imagine booking.com when you basically enter the city and you can see the offers around you. This is another, another thing we were working on again in a very privacy aware way that is like impossible for us or anyone else to decode where where and what is happening, which is, again, very cool. Uh, then we have several other features for uh, the proxy merchants and the liquidity providers, um, and like trade checklists and so on, to make the user experience even more um, fluid, uh, fluent. Sorry. And uh, last but not least, we will be rewriting the whole backend to make it more performant and... Uh, we actually, uh, actually, even two years ago when we started with the architecture proposal, we were already looking for Nostr uh, or looking at Nostr. But uh, back then it was like Wild West. Uh, it didn't make uh, too much sense to implement it. But uh, for the offer distribution, we are looking about how to utilize Nostr, Nostr in our backend. So that's like, but the users, users from what you, this, this is not a part of the app that users will see directly. Remember the paper wallet? Ah, yes. The good old days when you printed your Bitcoin private key on an offline computer? It was so fun, but not really easy and totally not secure. Today, we have Sadodime, a chip card that acts just like your good old paper wallet, but with all the modern security features and top-notch functionality. It turns your Bitcoin into a bearer asset, which you can easily trade in person. Thanks to NFC, you can use the Sadodime card with your smartphone. Creating a new pair of Bitcoin keys takes just two swipes. Check your balance in real time. Create multiple key pairs. Whenever you want, you can reveal your Bitcoin wallet's private key with just a single click. The simple, uncluttered interface lets you quickly see if a key pair has been unsealed. Finally, the cold storage you've been looking for. Available now on sadodime.io. Okay, we're back and I put on the Vexel glasses. You can see that they are split in here. It's pretty strange like a diagonal shade, which is a half shade. And you can see the account of Ash the Vexel Dog on Twitter. You can check it out. Has the same glasses. Now I'm as cool as the mascot of Vexel. 
But this is not a paid interview, by the way. <laughs> I mean, the, there's a hobbit on Twitter who says that I'm employed by Trezor. I just came to visit their office during a break between conferences. Don't look too much into this. But I, I like the sunglasses. Anyway, the same hobbit who trolls me on Twitter likes to complain that Trezor has shit coins, but Vexel is Bitcoin only. So I have to ask you, is Vexel adding shit coins? <laughs> All right. So maybe let me emphasize on the fact that we really don't know what is being sold or bought on Vexel. And we cannot influence it other way uh, than um, in, in the UI. So, well, there is nothing uh, changing about how we're posting the offer. Uh, you can either buy Bitcoin or sell Bitcoin, nothing else. But if you write into the description that you want to sell Solana, I probably, I cannot even find it out. So, but there will be, there will never be a drop down where you can choose other shit coins. So that's important to, that's, that's I, that I would like to emphasize. But um, actually people are using Vexel for, for other, other stuff as well. So, uh, well, they're quickly, they're, they're qu uh, quickly after the launch, we started noticing, uh, offers for electronics, for services, for goods, uh, for X. There are many people selling or trying to buy homemade goods and uh, so on. And we want to support this. But, uh, well, I have a very, very easy motto. What is good for Bitcoin circular economy? That's good uh, for us. So we will add probably in the future, we will add categories for like goods and services and so on. But it's everything, everything is always for Bitcoin. Not uh, like um, not for any kind of other bullshit uh, out there. So that's uh, that's my stand. And uh, also important to say, like people people are using the people are using the app for various services or goods, as I as I said. But I don't think I've ever seen anyone trying to sell or buy, uh, like for example, Solana or other other bullshit uh, via via Vexel. That's very rare. But I'm pretty sure that the guy who's trolling me on Twitter will say, no, you need to change the license and put a Bitcoin only license, which obliges users to only buy and sell Bitcoin or else you're going to use the state power against them. Uh, I would be. I'm joking, but. I know. I was just, I just imagine how it would look like that I would go to every peer to peer trade happening out there in the wild. And I would be like looking over the shoulder of the guy, like, is this the real Bitcoin wallet? And is this the one that is Bitcoin only? Oh, that's custodial. No, <laughs> ah, yeah. don't use that. No, there is the door. <laughs> You're canceled. I'm canceled for making fun of the cold card guy. Anyway, I guess my listeners don't care about this. Let's say that Vexel becomes super successful and it becomes this platform where people maybe buy and sell services, including a concept which I heard about the Czech Republic of the one hour husband, you know, where you have ah, someone yeah. who repairs everything in your house for one hour. Also, we have offers, uh, offers for that on Vexel. Okay, but best case scenario in the future where everything is bright, where do you see Vexel? Uh, I see Vexel as a hub for circular economy, kind of like uh, in Paul Rosenberg's 
book Lodging of Wafering Man, which is like a book very close to my heart and it's been a great inspiration for creating Vexel for me. So that's one part. Um, second part would be, well, if you know how when you're in Argentina, for example, which is a hyperinflation country, you have the exchange rate uh, dollar versus uh, pesos, and you have two rates. One is the official government uh, government announced rate, and the second one is the real one, the blue market rate. And uh, I want Vexel be so spread that the price on Vexel, the price of Bitcoin on Vexel will be the real price, the street price. So that's one of my KPIs. And the third KPI would be if we used uh, two pixel as a synonym for peer-to-peer trading, as we have two huddle, that we would have two vexel, like buy some Bitcoin uh, in peer-to-peer manner without KYC. That means to vexel it. Oh, that's why you bought the Italian domain. It's vexel.it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just vexel it. <laughs> and it's actually taken off. And uh, I'm always very, very pleased when I hear someone saying that he is vexeling or he's going to vexel something. That's just amazing. Yeah, you need to find a phrase like there's Netflix and chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's vexel and what? Hmm. Well, it's actually for me, it's Vexel and chill, because uh, when you when you're buying Vexel without uh, when you're buying Bitcoin without KYC, you actually get Bitcoin without that complexity that buying or via decentralized exchange or centralized exchange brings to your trades. There is suddenly you don't have to, you are not worrying about uh, about your data being left somewhere without linking your identity to other person that you don't know. You are not worried about uh, like that it's in some third party custodian. You are not worried if it's going to be tax confiscated or frozen. Nothing. This like the whole complexity just is not there because you hand over the cash and you get Bitcoin, and that's it. Nothing else. So uh, well, Wexel and Chill is actually a good, uh, good expression for me. That's good, Wexel and Chill. <laughs> you like that? Use it. And you heard it here first. <laughs> this is your first English podcast, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, it is. So it is. I'm trying it to is. make the most out of it. <laughs> so something that I forgot to ask you, and I'm gonna get back to the KYC part because I, I think I missed a bit on that. But I think I also forgot to ask you what Vexel means. Ah, so actually, it dates the the term dates back to the communist uh, Europe like 30, 40 years ago, uh, or like Soviet Union. So uh, I don't know if people know this, but uh, basically we used to have. And everywhere in these countries, in the post-Soviet countries, now post-Soviet countries, we used to have this like layer of proxy merchants. And in Czech Republic, uh, they were called Vexlaks, Vexlak. And it's uh, from German word Vexeln, that means to exchange. And uh, so what, what these people do, it, they were basically hanging on borders or in a parking lot and uh, they would be offering you foreign currencies and you could exchange foreign currencies. So this is actually where, uh, it's actually very funny for us. It's, it's very, it's, it's a, a kind of like word, word play. 
it's written different in a different way in Czech Republic, but we basically internationalized it a bit. And um, uh, it's uh, actually very interesting to see that every post-Soviet country had this. So in Romania, if, correct me if I'm wrong, they were they they were called biznitsars. Yeah, yeah, biznitsar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in, it was actually derived from business, and they heard it as biznits, and they called it biznitsar. Yeah. And then, uh, like in Russian, it's Fartsovka. So it's a concept, very, uh, it's a very common concept in the post-Soviet, uh, post-Soviet republic. So you were basically going around the government and you were having these uh, agents of great economy. And it was not only, uh, only about the foreign currencies, but also like various goods from the West, which you could wechsel. <laughs> yeah. Okay, why is KYC so bad? And why should anyone care about peer-to-peer? Look, uh, I, don't even, I don't even understand why, we are, why, why is there a discussion. I am, the fact that we are normalizing these practices is making me so sad and it's just I cannot wrap my mind about it. So how did it happen? that we are happily going to some third-party institutions, showing and winking and uh, to a camera, showing there are utility bills and passports and whatever. And then just giving up all these kind of personal data to these people you've never seen, never met. And uh, they have complete power over the over that later and that you cannot influence by any way it's basically big how 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 did it happen that it's normal that we have these databases full of personal data of people who are buying or selling bitcoin and uh, how how can we accept the fact that they they are actually being traded then just i really encourage everyone to go to their exchange and look at the terms terms and conditions what they can do with the data like what the fuck how did how did this happen and why is it normalized so this is uh this is for me it's unacceptable and this is like if you look at the first sentence of a bitcoin white paper bitcoin is supposed to be a peer-to-peer version of an electronic cash that would allow online payments to go through from a peer-to-peer without going through a financial institution or third party. It's not written there. Uh, it's a Bitcoin you, you buy linked to your passport via Coinbase. So, I mean, nothing against exchanges is a valid business, but like, let's, let's not pretend that it's something that it's not. Like, I mean, back in the time, I guess exchanges really had their spot, many of the, many of the uh, whales today or many of the early adopters were able to be the early adopters because they were able to buy Bitcoin via these exchanges when they were not as as regulated as they are now. And uh, so, yeah, it, it made sense in the past, but what is it now? It's, it's an institution, financial institution that is often even worse than a bank itself. And uh, just the fact that if, if you're withdrawing that Bitcoin, is you, the Bitcoin is being tracked, for example, or there is a link of your trade to your identity, it's like, 
uh, what is the discussion there? If you, from my perspective, if you are buying Bitcoin, not because you want to buy Lambo or Supra in your case, uh, but you are buying as a, as, a, as a ticket to a parallel economy, that you cannot buy it in this way, linking it and giving that financial sovereignty, away, uh, giving it up to some like institution. This is not how it was intended. This is not what is it for. So that's why we should care about peer-to-peer uh, -peer and no KYC, because that's the only way how you can use Bitcoin in, with all the perks it brings. You mentioned the Supra. What do you think about that one? <laughs> <laughs> you think it, it gets guys a girlfriend? Well, you would not. You certainly would not get me. But I can. Ask, I, I've been told that I'm not really a perfect example of a typical girl. So maybe you should ask around someone else. So you don't like the Supra, or are you saying that you're not impressed by guys according to the card that they have? The second option. The second option. Okay, but what but do you if you buy if you buy if you buy Supra, I will I will definitely go for right. Okay, <laughs> but nice. that's it, Vlad. That's it. <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> so, how can people follow you, Leah? They can find me on Twitter. I'm not like super active, uh, but uh, it's uh, Leah Petras altogether, and uh, probably that's it. I uh, I'm not really participating in any kind of flame wars, you know, or so. So what does the Vexel project? And the Vexel project is a V E X L Vexel, and also you can follow Ash the Vexel Dog, which is a follow Ash. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the website is vexel.it. If you want to download it, it's vexel.it/slash/download. And if you want to support it, uh, we will be very grateful if you send a donation in a sound money via BTC Pay server on donate.vexel.foundation. Oh, you have a foundation too. Yes. Maybe next time we're going to talk about that one. Gladly. Looking forward to it. So Leia, best of luck with Vexel. I like the application. I've installed it on my phone. It's pretty cool. I found some trades here in Prague. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to find more of them when I get back home. But it's pretty cool. And congratulations for this. Thank you very much. Thank you. And thanks, thanks for the invite. Boom. <laughs> ShopFinBit is the online store where you can buy anything with your Bitcoin. Choose between more than 800,000 products, book flights and hotels, and order everything else through the concierge service. With ShopFinBit, you can buy your weekly groceries, get the latest iPhone, upgrade your computer, buy something sexy for your new girlfriend, book a trip to El Salvador through the travel hacking service, and also grab a copy of the latest Bitcoin takeover magazine to read in the airplane. Everything is integrated with a familiar shopping experience that doesn't track you and deletes your data after the order gets completed. You also get a 3% discount if you pay in Bitcoin. Try Shopping Bit today and use promo code BTCTKVR for a 5 euro discount on your first order.